there. Back in the coffee shop again. That coffee shop being World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason. Man, this is number 88, and I'm not tired of doing them. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Today, the other half of Kate Power and Steve Einhorn is here. The Steve half. They came back to Portland in January of 2015. They'd been gone for four and a half years, for decades. They were the owner of Artichoke Music, a store and teaching center, but more importantly, the hub of stringed instruments and song in Portland. It was a welcoming place to visit. It really was. Kate did a coffee shop conversation about a year ago, separately, and now Steve is here to talk about, well, everything, but also about a show they're doing at Artichoke, their final show before the place moves. Meet Steve Einhorn, who says he has a gift for me. More on that later. Steve, welcome to the cupping room. We're in the cupping room. It's nice to be here. World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason, where we always do these things. And we tell people we do them here because they give us the room and cup of coffee. And a cup of coffee. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah. (laughs) I love that coffee. (laughs) I love that chicken from Popeye's. Let's do this at Popeye's. Okay. <laughs> mm, we got one right up the corner from our house. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You should have told me. I hate you. Yeah. Anything <laughs> anything on the menu, Tom. That's okay, because it all tastes the same. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It smells the same, It too. does. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's the only place in town where you can walk in and they're playing Professor Longhair, you know? <laughs> well, um, are you able to tell me what's going on with Artichoke? I'll tell you as much as I know. Okay. Okay. Artichoke Music. It's been uh, exactly 10 years since I handed the key over to No, has it been Richard. that long? Yeah, 10 years. Wow. Richard Colombo took over, bought the building, Yeah. Um, turned Artichoke into a nonprofit, uh-huh. and uh, I believe things are healthy as can be there. Uh, uh-huh. However, the building has been sold. Hmm. And uh, they plan to find another building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that we're doing a show there February 11th. Yes, that's that's why I wanted to get you in here around this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, well, we just put out a new uh, cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a CD, Steve. Portland Romance. Uh huh. And uh, we we put. 21 tracks on this album. Wow. Some of them are uh, were recorded a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Some of them, most of them we recorded recently. And we'll be doing the entire album, which takes one hour and seven minutes. <laughs> so if you have things to do that night... Wait a minute. Come, Don't yeah. you talk between tunes? <laughs> no talking. You just rip right through it? Yeah. No. No, we'll talk. <laughs> we're allowed to say a few words. And we'll have our band, The Portlanders. Uh-huh. With uh, Kevin Shea Johnson, Mick Doherty, and Lauren Sheehan will uh-huh. be joining us uh-huh. that night, and we'll uh, we'll play the we'll perform the whole record, uh-huh. and uh, you know it's a stage uh, uh, performance space as you know that we uh, we built with yeah. our, with our bare hands. Wow! And uh, so we thought it would be fun. Is to this the last show there? This will be our last show there. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think they have to be out by the end of June. Oh, okay. So they're looking for spaces. And they've got some uh, some great people working with them. A guy named Bob. can't remember his last name. But okay. he's got a lot of energy. Uh-huh. He's retired. And uh, 
his car runs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he has been looking at spaces around town. One of them is the Interstate Cultural Firehouse Center. You know, the yeah. city of Portland has 11 or 12 buildings uh-huh. in that that group that yeah. uh, I think yeah. one person is in charge of all of them. Wow. That that space is a wonderful space with it is. a great performing area and yeah. uh, it's been yeah. sitting dormant for a few years. Is that right? So wow. I believe that's one of the places they're looking at. I think I saw Thar Memories Opera there. Yeah. 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 There was some great stuff going back there in the 80s and 90s. So... That's really all I know, that yeah. there's a group of people uh, that is working to keep Artichoke alive and well. Well, that's good. Yeah. 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 But you're not involved in any of that I'm stuff? I'm not involved. And uh, no, no. We've yeah. got too much going on outside. That was a I don't really want to be look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd rather be on this side of the counter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, we're running our own show right now, but yeah. it's certainly involved in uh, nonprofit work around uh-huh. Portland. Sorry, the, the Portland Romance. Okay, you, the album leads off with Tomorrow is a Long Time by Bob Dylan, and I can't remember the, the what is that tune? If today oh, okay. was yes. not an endless highway. Yes, yes. When I was a failed folk singer. I didn't know oh, you were oh, a failed folks. Failed and, miser- and miserably. I'm sorry, you should have called me. I was <laughs> No, it was around the time that tune came out. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote that yeah. for Ian and Sylvia. Oh yeah. The Canadian yeah. duo. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, recorded yeah. that on their four strong wins. Yes. Yeah. And because of that, um the folk duo I was in yeah. <laughs> me and a and a black woman that we called ourselves Salt and Pepper Tweed. <laughs> she was great. I sucked. I was terrible. Uh, but uh, we did that song. According to... Me. Okay. You played guitar? And sang. Okay. Or tried to. Yeah. Sucked. Yeah. But the name <laughs> should have gotten you places. It did. Alone. Oh, yeah. we got gigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, that, of course, back then, which was, what, 66, something like that? 65? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, having a black and white together, you know, yeah. male, male and female. In that was Baltimore. A, in, yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, we, we, get, we get it from both sides. <laughs> did you write? Was it original music? No, no. We did, you know, Dylan, Tom Paxton, Ian Sylvia, stuff like that, you know. What were you doing around that time? Same thing, brother. Yeah? Yeah. I was, I, my, uh, I went to camp in 62 I saw a folk singer. We did, you know, the campfire thing, uh-huh. folk dancing, and I wanted to have a guitar. And I got home from camp and told my dad I wanted to be a folk singer. How old were you? I was 12, yeah. going on 13. Yeah. But you could sing and play. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I sang What a Day for a Daydream for my grandmother. <laughs> After dinner one time, she came out to Teaneck where we lived, and I played What a Day for a Daydream, and she gave me a $5 bill. Ah. And it's pretty much stayed the same. <laughs> but we don't do it for the money. Ah, really? Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't do it for money. Yeah. And uh, my parents were very liberal and uh, on bordering on radical at times, uh-huh. and uh, so we were doing all the right things and uh, playing folk songs. Uh-huh. And I had a jug band. Did you? Yeah. I also played with a, a woman 
I think she was a year younger than me, Holly Colligan. Uh-huh. She's a marvelous singer with long blonde hair. Yeah. She looked like a folk singer. And uh, <laughs> so I was her accompanist. Uh-huh. And then I had a jug band. Did you pattern yourself after, like, Jim Queskin? Oh, absolutely. We copied yeah. every song that yeah. he played and uh, <laughs> and played at the Bitter End in New York. In you the did? Village, in the Greenwich Village. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and, and damn, I'm still... Uh, I can say damn, right? You can say yeah. fuck. Okay. okay. You can say anything. <laughs> it's say a podcast, damn. you know? <laughs> damn, I'm... Dad, I'm... I'm a folk singer. <laughs> wow. I asked Kate recently if she yeah. always wanted to be a folk singer. Uh-huh. And she said, Steve, I've always been a folk singer. <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's funny. We've got lots of parallel stories, but mm-hmm. she would uh, she would hide her flannel shirt and jeans and boots <laughs> In the mud room that was her bedroom, and she'd pack, pick up the lunch that her mother had made for her, yeah. the books, go out the back door with her flannel shirt, blue jeans, and take the bus and subway into New York City. And I did the same thing from Teaneck, New Jersey. Wow, but it was easier for you because yeah. you didn't have to change your clothes. That's right. Yeah. But I know I had boots that my parents wouldn't let me wear oh, out of the house. Really? And I lowered them down into the bushes. What kind of boots were they? They were black boots with a buckle on the side you know <laughs> you can't wear those to school you know you have to have a crew cut and you can't wear those boots that's funny yeah yeah, yeah. and they were radical yeah wow yeah. Yeah. but they wanted me to do well in school yeah yeah, yeah. pay attention and, and not wear not, boots yeah <laughs> you didn't sneak your boots out did you Oh, yeah. You did? I snuck the boots out the window on a rope in the bushes, and then I'd put those, t- take off my, you know, uh, saddle shoes. <laughs> or my, no, my loafers. I think I was wearing loafers. loafers. Yeah. Yeah. Saddle shoes came back there for a while. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they were there. good it was just for a while. I know. That's okay. They'll be back again. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah? Yeah, so... Since we closed the doors on ourselves at Artichoke, uh-huh. and we, we hit the road for a while and moved out of town, as you know, and lived up in Olympia. It was a great place to live after leaving the big city of Portland, just to chill and uh, uh, live right on the Puget Sound. And yeah. uh, It was a great time. Then we both got work up in Seattle. Kate was running a music store. Uh, a, a music school at Dusty Strings in Seattle, uh-huh. and I was teaching there, and it was just too lonely huh. being up in that big city huh. at our age. It was tough to break in, um, and we really missed Portland. Desperately. Where you had lots of fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and family. <laughs> yeah, that too. And uh, <laughs> actually, a dear friend passed away, and uh-huh. we came back for the memorial, and Saw all our buddies and, and yeah. realized we had to come back. So and hopefully your friends are your fans too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're fans of them. And you've been back uh, two, years, two years, exactly two years wow. now. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. And uh, we have a, a regular weekly gathering in our home uh-huh. every Tuesday evening. We uh, have the the quality folk dojo, <laughs> and we make music, <laughs> and we uh, do some teaching in between songs. Uh-huh. And uh, that's been going really well, and uh, there's certainly lots to do here and in the world. How did you discover that you were a good teacher? 
We're assuming you're a good teacher, yeah. okay? <laughs> you know, well, I finally discovered that I was a good teacher when uh, one of my teachers in Seattle said, I love taking lessons with you because your style is so random. <laughs> And I wasn't quite sure how to take that. So that's, that was that a millennial random? Yeah. Because that's a, that's, that's a favorite word of theirs. Yeah, and, and I said, well, what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Said, well, you, you listened to what I was all about when I walked in for this lesson, uh-huh. and uh, I don't have a set class that uh-huh. I give. Uh-huh. I've worked with people with brain damage. Uh, one of my most interesting and satisfying... Uh, students in Seattle um, and I've worked with people who were were abused as children and told they don't make a sound uh, you're going to play the clarinet because that's what your brother played in the school band and that's what we have and uh, so I started working with uh, adults I, you know I did my time with kids when I, my kids were growing up I played you know, at the daycare center. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, but I'm good at looking at the situation at hand and uh, and working with it. Hmm. And I get a lot of good good kudos from my students. Hmm. What uh, do you do? What do I do? Yeah. I say, let's play some music. What do you want to play? Uh-huh. What songs do you want to do? Huh. Um, and... Uh, Every time they say, oh, I can't do this, uh, uh-huh. I tell them, yes, you can. Let's <laughs> find out why you think you can't uh-huh. and uh, proceed from there. And, wow. uh, and I give them stuff they want to work with, and I let them work within the world that they can work within. Um, and I talk about musicianship, and I tell them, you know, when we, we have our group on Tuesday nights, uh, I tell people, you know, we I've put together hundreds of charts i've charted stuff out for the folk singer you know Uh the ukulele player guitar player Uh simple chords um and if you know that expression if you've got nothing nice to say don't say yeah you know if you can't play this song without making a bunch of mistakes put the instrument down and just sing it or if you can't sing it clap your hands If your rhythm really sucks, uh, don't clap your hands. Just smile. <laughs> Be here now. Yeah, bring me a beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What works for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good. So, so um, uh, as a tune here by Pete Seeger. Yeah. Well, mate. Let's see which one. Living in the country. Yeah, living in the country is an instrumental tune. Yeah. Uh, we we put. Um, because we are involved in this, we call it our Ukes Without Borders program. <laughs> um, I've given away close to 300 ukuleles wow. over the last seven, eight years. Wow. Uh, we do Living in the Country as a duet uh-huh. on Ukes. We put 13 uke tunes on, or 13 songs and instrumentals that have ukulele in them. And that's a song that uh, Pete Seeger wrote years ago um, on his old Folkways disc. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a 10-inch Folkways disc. Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, doubled the tracks, which was very innovative. For yeah. Played uh, 
played on guitar. On he barely had string. barely had barely had audio tape at, yeah, by that time. Yeah, you know? and then he whistled the the a harmony line <laughs> and played another. Do you whistle? I whistle. Yeah. yeah. Very few people whistle. And I trumpet lip too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Add a little trombone. <laughs> you should join the Mills Brothers. <laughs> I love those guys. That's funny. And we've Very got a bunch of originals on uh-huh. here. We've got two. Actually, we've got a song on there called Patty's Lament. Uh-huh. It's a song written during the Civil War uh-huh. about uh, the Irish boys getting off the boat and getting right back on a boat and heading south and fighting for Lincoln's army. Um, And we sang it the other night at the ACLU benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, That's uh, getting airplay in Chicago and in Ireland. Whoa! The guy, Bill Margeson, who hosts the show in Chicago, um, also hosts an all-Irish show that is aired in Ireland comes from Chicago, and uh, he chose Kate's vocal on that song as the vocal of the female vocal of the year for him, for his shows, and uh, so it's getting a bunch of airplay, uh-huh. and we just did our m- first music video, an actual music video where we had to lip sync wow. the words to that song, yeah. we did it over yeah. the Alberta Rose, huh. and uh, so that's going to go out to them, and we'll get play in Ireland. Good. Yeah. So let's get back to Pete for a minute. Yeah. You, you've met Pete, right? Yeah, we worked with Pete. You, you play with Pete? We, in, uh, it was right after we released our Brick and Mortar album. Uh-huh. Um, we were in Woodstock, New York, and uh, visiting my sister, and a friend of hers uh, was over and said, you know, Pete is giving a free concert tomorrow morning at the Colony Cafe. Huh. So we went down. And after the concert, I handed him a copy of our... Oh, no, it was our Pearls album, excuse uh-huh, me. Because yeah. it had Kate's song, Travis John, on it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was actually on a particularly horrific day at Artichoke Music. Oh. Kate was pulling her hair out. And uh, I can't pull my hair out anymore because right. there's very little up there. But uh, And the mail was delivered, and there was a, a, a letter from Pete Seeger. Wow. Saying, I just listened to your album, Pearls. I love it. Do you ever come back east? I'd love to have you come join me at one of my little festivals on the Hudson River wow. uh, in Beacon uh, uh, uh. at the Beacon Sloop Club uh-huh. where Pete was a member. And uh, so we did three of uh, his little festivals with him uh, after that. What was it like meeting a saint? <laughs> okay, we get to the site <laughs> in Beacon. And uh, we, I had w- actually worked with Pete here years and years ago. He came and did a concert at Benson High, and my band opened for him here. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet him, and uh, he's he's a saint, and he's all business. You know, he walked into the room and said, all right, you're going to have five minutes to do your opening set. <laughs> <laughs> See you after the show. Jeez. Um, but we got to, uh, you know, fast forward. Uh, a few years ago when we did our first gathering with him it was the corn festival uh-huh. and we get there and the first person we see at the site is Pete in his ratty old t-shirt and jeans <laughs> picking trash up oh, geez. at oh, the site makes sense yeah yeah. 
<laughs> so that's what kind of guy he wow. was. He was. Uh, Didn't you have Dave Van Ronk at Artichoke? Yeah, yeah. Because I did a I did a radio interview him with him that that afternoon, yeah. b- before that gig. And all he wanted to talk about, he had just heard the 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 Pope sing because the, the Pope had you know, the released the something he had recorded when he was like in his twenties or thirties, right? Yeah. And that's all he wanted to talk about was the Pope singing. You know, I had a, I had a million things I wanted to. to and he just okay, whatever, whatever you want. You know, no one of the beautiful <laughs> gifts that Kate and I have been given over the last well, we've been together since '94. Yeah. Um, is those our mentors? Dave Van Ronk mm-hmm. came to Artichoke Music and did his first workshop ever wow. at Artichoke. Really? And he needed a chalkboard. Why? We had to borrow a giant chalkboard because that's the way he was going to teach with a chalkboard and chalk. Really? And an eraser. We had Odetta <laughs> come and give a concert. Uh, uh, um, uh. These were both those were uh, thanks to our friend Dave Cutler, a psychiatrist here uh-huh. in Portland that Kate had worked with at Kaiser. Um, and he knew both of them and got them to come out. Um, Odetta, the afternoon that Odetta arrived, we got a call from Leroy Vinegar. Uh-huh. I didn't know it was him. I answered the phone, hello, Artichoke Music. And he says, hey, is my baby there? <laughs> I said, hello, who's this? He said, this is Leroy. Is my baby there? And oh, I'm assuming you'd like to speak with Odetta. He said, yeah, put her on, please. And there's Odetta talking on my phone at the front desk at Artichoke. And Leroy said, hey, baby, you want me to come down and play with you tonight? Oh, jeez. And she said, are you kidding? We haven't rehearsed in years. No way. <laughs> nice that's, talking to you. That's great. They spoke for a few more minutes, wow. and, and that was it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And then we also got to work with Pete Seeger, who uh-huh. we, you know, he's taught us more than a thing or two about this yeah. business. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, what a gift. What a gift. <laughs> yeah. I, bet, I can't imagine Leroy has ever been turned down like yeah. that. You know, oh my God. you don't turn yeah. down Leroy. First of all, he's a big guy, right? He's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, he also came into the shop yeah. when we had, we had just gotten in our first upright. Solid body electric uh-huh. bass. Wow. And uh uh Skip I wanna say Bowman, but it was he was married to that politician here. But Skip Elliott. Skip yeah. Elliott uh-huh. Bowman uh, yeah. came in with Leroy to show him the upright <laughs> electric bass. Uh-huh. He would not touch it. Really? It was like <laughs> that thing's got the cooties. <laughs> he didn't believe in it. That's funny. I did yeah. a I did an interview with um, um, what's her name uh, Les McCann one time. Yep. And uh, <coughs> in L.A. they lived next door to each other. Of course, they recorded each other. And were at, but it, Leroy was the guy who would um, was was kind of like the bodyguard because Les would say anything to anybody and piss off everybody. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. Leroy would be there saying, "No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't." Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I was just a, I was just a friend of mine and I were just hanging around down in Old Town the other night, and we went up to what used to be Atwaters. 
that yeah, that's where I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard Leroy and yeah. Mel Brown Mel, play there. Dan yeah. Fanley, yeah, was in that band. That's right. And, yeah, and Andre St. James also was in that band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Andre, there's <laughs> another saint here in Portland. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what else do we have on here? Um, so we've got all these great uh, instrumental tunes. Um, but, you know, Kate wrote a melody to the 23rd Psalm. Wow. And sang it for our engineer, and he happened to have the machine running. Wow. And Is that Billy or, or John? Or? No, this was John Newfeld. I didn't know he, he produced an engineer. Oh, John, he's great. He's wonderful. He's wonderful to yeah. work with. He brought all his gear to our house. Really? Two monitors, some great wow. mics, and his wow. laptop. And what a guitar player. And Yeah. Yeah, and I made him play on one of the songs on this. <laughs> so the opening cut has Johnny yeah. Newfield playing guitar with us. Um, yeah, so, you know, he happened to record Kate playing that on the guitar, the 23rd Psalm, and it's gorgeous. Uh-huh. I didn't do a thing. Which reminds me, I haven't, I haven't gone to hear the Kung Pao Chickens for a long, uh, long time. Marvelous. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, of course, John's in that band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. And the two that we did with Billy, we worked with Billy a lot over the years. Yeah, and um, he and he recorded six of the instrumentals recently, but uh, Patty's Lament and Bring Me a Rose, he recorded several years ago up at Big. Not Bay. Show Me a Rose. No, Bring Me a Rose. <laughs> not Show and Me not, a Rose or Leave Me Alone. The Rose. <laughs> okay. It would be uh, it would be nice to hear you sing "Show Me a Rose" or "Leave Me Alone," okay? Yeah. Because I know you can do Groucho. <laughs> One of my favorite books is "Life with Groucho" uh-huh. by Groucho. Yeah. <laughs> but Billy did some beautiful work on the two vocal tracks, uh-huh. um, so we we had to include those in this. So it's a, an interesting spattering of. Uh-huh. Uh, of songs. And tunes. Okay, so you got to you got to tell you got you got you got to tell everybody how you and Kate met. Okay. Well, we met a long, long time ago in Portland. We were in um, other marital situations at the time. Yes. And so we were always friends. Uh-huh. I think we met. Uh-huh. You know, if it wasn't late seventies, it was early eighties, and. Uh, she would, you know, I met her in, you know, she was doing the Irish music thing uh-huh. with, she was playing with her band Wild Geese, uh-huh. and I was doing my American stuff, and I did some Irish music. So we'd always see each other at events, and she'd come in, and I'd give her a nice discount uh-huh. on strings. I think that's what first attracted her to me. <laughs> It was her beautiful red hair and gorgeous voice that uh, drove me crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was in 94. We uh, we happened to run into each other at uh, Artquake uh-huh. on the park blocks. Uh-huh. And my boys, I was with my two sons, and uh, I think they invited Kate and her daughter to sleep over at our house that night. We, we said, well, we'll wait on that, but why don't we get together tomorrow and have pizza on Labor Day? And uh, and we started hanging out and playing music. And it was the first, you know, the first note we knew. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 94. Yeah. And and now we can't get enough of each other. Well, except we can get enough of each other. 
and I have a separate studio out behind our house. I know. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, what are you What are you making now? I'm making sculptures uh-huh. and drawing, and uh, I uh, the the Kala Ukulele Company. Uh-huh. Um, is it time to present you with your? You, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we we teamed up with the Kala Uke Company uh-huh. uh, about six or seven years ago. They uh, they started distributing our ukulele instruction book. And uh, and we visited them in Petaluma, and I, I started sending the owner of the company, Mike Upton, I sent him drawings and stuff, and uh, some of my, I showed him pictures of my sculptures, which were made from trashed instruments huh. that I would cut up, yeah. stuff that I had gathered over the years at Artichoke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In fact, the day, the first day I was not owner of Artichoke anymore, I took a violin and I cut it in half, <laughs> and I glued a... a box in between the two halves and I messed with it I started putting some of my artwork on it and laminating photos and uh, strung it up and uh, played it and I put a pickup on it all of my instruments have pickups so you can plug them in and play them loud and uh, so uh, that's what I'm doing I'm I'm still cutting things up and uh, these guys send me boxes and boxes of Factory seconds. Ah. This one had a. I didn't even stain it, Tom. I wanted to leave it funky and weird for you, but uh, <laughs> thank you. So they give me stuff. That's I know got what flaws. you think of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not just tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> And uh, so a lot of them are very fixable. So I, I you're giving this to me. I'm giving this to you, Tom. This is a uh, a soprano ukulele, and uh, I accept this on behalf of my grandmother. <laughs> Did she play? No, no. She was the biggest Arthur Godfrey fan in history. Yeah, man, that guy had red hair, <laughs> and he played a plastic ukulele. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, and he actually marketed. A little thing that you could clip on to the yes. fretboard right. and push a button push a bu- and oh, yeah. play the chord. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any of those? I, I'm sorry, man. I <laughs> got rid of those. You're going to have to learn. Here, you put one finger there. Here. And then strum all four strings. There what? you go. Ukes without borders. What yeah. is that? Yeah, that's a C chord. Ah. And then if you put this finger here, uh, yes, C seven. Oh Where yes, it is, it? isn't it? There you go. Goodness, that's it. Wow. Yeah. I only have to use one finger. One finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that finger. Not I'm that one. No, not you. Yeah. Well, so thank I, you very, thank you very much. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. I love to do this. I taught a uh, at one of our workshops. In how do I find out how to play this? Uh, you'll. I'll, I'll charge you for the book, the instruction book. you got to buy the book. you get got a free uke. I'll um, find it online. Yeah, but I taught a 94-year-old Japanese woman. What are you was, saying about me? Yeah. 94-year-old woman from Hawaii uh-huh. came to our workshop. She had never touched an ukulele, so uh-huh. I taught her her first chords. On wow. The, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I just love that. I love giving people... The, the beauty of this instrument is it... It's so simple to to get started. One finger, one, one finger, string. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happens when you want to go to the next chord? <laughs>
You take our class. We have a class that we've traveled around with. Now we're mostly doing it in the libraries, in public libraries. It's free to the public. And uh, we teach four chords, five songs, and we get you to laugh at yourself a lot. Well, I do that, I do that daily. Yeah. You know, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes it turns into crying, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Why ukulele, though? Because it's easy. It's cute. It's light. You can throw it in a backpack. Uh, You can leave it on the floor. The dog can carry it outside (laughs) and bury it, and then you unbury it, and it still plays in tune. Uh, I don't know. It's some about the four strings. As a guitar player, Uh I started playing guitar in 1963 yeah and i'm a good guitar player mm-hmm. um i've found that after 10 or so years maybe i think i started i stole my sister's ukulele about 15 years ago uh-huh. um because it's essentially the relationship of these four strings to each other is the same relationship as the top four strings on a guitar uh-huh. different notes but you know that's a chord that's a G chord on the uke. Uh-huh. It's a D chord on the guitar. Really? But that's a, a G chord on the guitar, a C chord on the uke. But it's only f- these four strings. Uh, and this neck is nice and short, so you can, you know, stretch the full, almost the full length of the fretboard uh-huh. with your left hand. Wow. So you can get around a lot more easily on the uke. And then going back to the guitar... You can transfer all that new knowledge to the guitar neck. So I've, I've found that it's made me a braver guitar player. Really? I'm playing in a band now where someone says, take it, Steve. I'm not a take it kind of guy. No? But. Uh, I, I Really? I, I, yeah, that's, no, I don't wow. take it. I didn't no, realize that. I hide. I hide <laughs> in the back corner. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot more willing to take it now. Huh. That's a, a really. It's a That's great, amazing to hear. Yeah, because I would never, never have thought that. I'm a shy guy. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I take a lot of drugs to get me up on stage. <laughs> no. I take drugs it's, seriously. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Just, so. just, just remember, it's only, yeah. only, only users lose drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wrote that, but I. I I heard Dr. John say that. That sounds like Dr. John. <laughs> it does. Oh, like there Dr. was. John. There's a big loss. That was a big loss. He's not dead. Dr. John? No. Oh no, we lost Leon. Excuse me, Leon, Leon Russell. Russell. That yeah, was. Please, not yet. I mean, he's bad off enough. You yeah, know. Okay. Okay. You should have seen him trying to get up and down the steps at the Blues Festival this, this past year. Uh, no, no, <laughs> he's, he's still. He's not 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 for long, but he's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have a Pandora station. You do? Yeah, that's oh. Kate Power and Steve Einhorn. That's an interesting thing to watch. Um, you know, when you bring up the Kate Power and Steve Einhorn station, they'll yeah. play a song of ours, and then up comes who? Yeah. The who? <laughs> or, well, we had... Uh, really? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting to see who they bring up next and, you know, who I'm going to thumbs up or thumbs down. And then knowing that people, anybody else who brings up our station is yeah. going to be yaying or neighing. Oh, yeah. The other artists. Yeah, yeah. What does wow. that station turn That's into? weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Digital money. Digital music, turning it into digital money. There really isn't any money in it, though. No. 
No. No. No, the, the, you get royalty statements that are 12 pages long, and uh-huh. it's, you know, $16.23. <laughs> but that's $16.23 that... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is a great thing. It's fun. We're yeah. having fun with it right now. Good. The whole music business thing, finding alternate routes and yeah. uh, and realizing uh, just with the work we've done in the last couple of months, uh, you know, we did a benefit for the ACLU Sunday night, uh, LaRonda Steele. And, uh-huh. Lots of great people. Mary Flower, Tony Furtado, yep. uh, Marvin Rindy Ross. Yep. Um, you know, how necessary it is that we're still out there. we gotta, we got to make people sing and dance and laugh. Yeah. Through yeah. all this. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was talking to somebody at, uh, from the radio station uh, who was not feeling very good about things right now. Of course, nobody is. <clears throat> but I said, you know, we just have to do our jobs. Right. You know, uh, our job, my job, uh, you know, when, when I'm either being on the radio or no matter what I'm doing, yeah. is is uh, comfort, uh, inspiration, uh, rage, and information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and let people know that they're not alone, that they're not the only people thinking this yeah. Way. yeah 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 it's tough to wake up in the morning yeah yeah and fucked up <laughs> so fucked at, up <laughs> look at ourselves in the mirror yeah really yeah. well i stopped doing that yeah yeah <laughs> but let's let's be happy we get another day and know how much better off we are than millions of people out there. yeah yeah you're right about that you're right about that <laughs> But you know, <laughs> I don't. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, what else? What else? Is there so, was there something else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I, I think we. I think we've been, we've been great here. Have we talked about everything? Um, well, just a few things uh, c- coming up. The uh, yes. show on February 11th. Yes. Um, on on the stage that we built. Um, uh, if anybody wants to tune into Live Ireland. Uh, you can stream it. <laughs> it's a show that comes out of Chicago, but gets uh-huh. streamed all over Ireland. Um, and uh, yeah, Ukes Without Borders. Yeah, F- figure out a something you can do, something you can commit to, and uh-huh. uh, and make some noise. Is there a tune from this album, your brand new album, that, that we could play? Uh, gone out. Yeah, is it up? Is it on there? No, I mean I'll, I'll I'll hook it up there after you know when, okay. when we're all yes. done here. Um, yes, I I would love uh, this instrumental. It's called Marv. Uh-huh. Marv was is was my father's name, uh, uh-huh. and this is a tune that I devoted to him. It's and it's my uh, it's my little nod to Scott Joplin. Actually, it's an instrumental tune. Huh. Kate and I both play it. On the on the CD, uh-huh. and I'd I'd love you to play that one. In fact, I sent I sent this to uh, Carlton Jackson as well, uh-huh. hoping he he might give it a little airplay. Um, what what uh, should we know about Marv? Marv uh, Marv Einhorn bought me my first guitar. Yeah, bought me my first little paint set. Whenever I showed an interest in something, we built uh-huh. electric motors together. We built <laughs> a crystal radio together. Wow, he. Uh, 
he was he just supported me in in anything interesting that I wanted to do and uh and he played violin he he's probably one of the few Jewish Philadelphia kids who played in a cowboy band as a kid <laughs> played violin and fiddle and uh was a great improviser and uh like Bob Will stuff oh yeah 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 and uh, Red River Valley that was one of our wow. favorite uh, <laughs> one of our favorite tunes and uh yeah he was a beautiful guy and worked as a uh he was an actor and uh, worked as a television director for NBC, directed the Today Show and watched Mr. Wizard. Wow. And uh, never quit acting. Wow. Played And played, uh, he couldn't actually play the violin when uh-huh. he was dying, but uh, we put the violin on his lap and he kind of played the rhythm of the wow. Red River Valley. That Jeez, was, yeah. amazing. Yeah. All right, we'll go out on that. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank you.
Thank you.